The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Good Friday morning and welcome into the final edition of this week's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We are excited for the weekend. I know I am. Hope you guys are as well. Listening in on WKOM 1017 FM and watching live on Facebook. Appreciate you guys for being here with us. Mo, good morning. What's up? Out? Just um, happy to be fully functioning over here after a if, little scare <laughs> a bit ago. We weren't going to let you on the internet this morning, Mo. Well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, JP, what's up, man? It's Friday. It's beautiful outside uh, after the storms rolled through. Hope everyone's okay. Um, it, uh, some strong stuff, I think, kind of hit all of our neighborhoods at some point or another last night. So hope everyone's okay. And apparently we got more coming tomorrow and into Sunday morning. So I'm stay alert. pretty sure that our house wasn't... Uh wasn't much affected by storms last night. Uh, probably not your part of Nashville, but there were parts yeah. of the metro that um, it did went see right some action. Un- it went right mm-hmm. under us, right under Fairview, and yeah. then right into downtown on the other side of Nashville really got hit. Uh, Hermitage area had a tornado warning at one point, Antioch over there. But, yeah, it went right under us. I was like, man, we got lucky. It's like, I, I, so obviously you guys know that my Alabama connections and whatnot. There's a, there's a meteorologist in Alabama, James Spann. He's mm-hmm. pretty well known throughout the Southeast, but, um, his house was damaged by a tornado yesterday while he was reporting on the tornadoes. Wow. Um, he went home, checked on his wife. Uh, they seemed to be okay, but their house was very damaged. Uh, and then he came back and continued doing his job, which is insane. Like, <laughs> that's that's wild. Well, there's not much you could do after the fact, other than no, make, no, yeah. If they're yeah. if they're okay, like yeah, just once they're okay. Know. I mean, 
Yeah, I, damage yeah. is done. JP, turn around. Mm-hmm. You see that on the bottom shelf there, bottom right on the bottom. Yeah, that, that bottom right corner there. Yeah, grab that. So this picture is of uh, Red Farmer and his his F97 dirt track car. Uh, it was damaged yesterday in the tornado. Uh, Red Farmer is about 90 years old. He still races on occasion uh, at Talladega Short Track. Uh, <laughs> and his his car uh, hauler was damaged. A, a tree fell on it, and it damaged the car and the hauler. But I uh, thought that was... Uh, th- this guy has... He was in the helicopter with, with Davey Allison when Davey died in the crash. Guy's got more lives than a cat. Well, you're oh, burying the lead, though. He's 90 years old and, and he's still, still racing. racing. Oh, yeah. And he's only, he's, well, it depends on, you know, what day you ask him how old he is. He's been 79 for the last 20 years. So, <laughs> kind of, kind of like another Alabama legend, Satchel Page. Yeah. Huh? Just it's, kept, kept going. <laughs> if he ever stops, he'll stop. <laughs> so. <laughs> Might don't, as well keep don't, going. Don't look back. <laughs> Something might be gaining on you, as Mr. Page uh, said. So, so good anyway. for him. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool to watch. But uh, his house was damaged. But I just want to send a shout out to Red Farmer and and give him his props for continuing to race at his age. What amazing it is that's amazing. <laughs> Whatever age it is, it's old. <laughs> I just know that. Uh, all right. So. Um, we didn't get a lot of sports in yesterday. <laughs> Go figure. But we still have a ton to talk about because we have the Jim Painter Classic that's continuing. Uh, or resuming. Or res- yeah, <laughs> resuming today. Uh, there was one game yesterday, and we'll get to that in, later in the rundown, which is wild to me that uh, somebody actually got a game in. Particularly when you figure out where it was. Uh, right. Um, but we do need to mention, first and foremost, the uh, – TWSWA Hall of Fame has set another induction date. Um, you know, it's it's so funny because I think we've this is what maybe the the third or fourth. I think it's the third different date. new date. Yeah, since the original of last April. So, so. Um, hopefully, we're gonna finally get. Yeah. Legend, legendary Columbia Daily Herald sports editor Marion Wilhoyt in that 2020 induction class inducted. That's supposed to be Saturday, July 17th at the Embassy Suites and Hotels in Murfreesboro, uh, set to begin at 11 a.m. Central. Uh, TWSA release says, while the TWSA is hopeful that it can host the usual number of attendees, it may be necessary to hold the ceremony with a much more limited audience. The number of tickets available will be determined at a later date. So, trying to purchase them at this time may not be a good idea. Well, cannot be done. Uh, cannot be done. <laughs> Ticket forms will be made well, available. Well, on trying the to purchase them won't be a good idea because you can't purchase <laughs> because them. Because you can't. Yeah. Yet. So, uh, so uh, ticket forms will be mailed to Hall of Fame members in May and will be made available on the website later. Uh, so, there you go. That's uh, we sure we certainly hope that they're able to to induct these. The, these uh, great contributors to the TWSWA and to high school athletics. So, pretty good class. So, yeah. That, like you said, includes Marion Wilhoyt. So, 
That's very important for our people anyway. Oh, yeah. So, um, Jim Painter Classic resumes today. The Warrior. The Southern Warrior Southern Classic. Warrior Classic. Softball. T- I don't know if it's a softball tournament. It's like five days of softball of um, teams coming in from all across the, the southeast. I mean, there's folks from Illinois and Missouri and that kind of thing. And they're just playing in and around Murfreesboro starting today, I think. And um, continuing into midweek next week. So, I mean, I, like I said, I don't think it's a tournament per se with a championship and that kind of thing. It's just a lot of teams coming in and playing at, at neutral sites. And, and including teams from out of state. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I see Florence is playing today. There's a handful uh, of Alabama teams. Like I said, there's a couple of teams from Illinois in it, I believe. There's yeah. um, lots, lots of softball teams coming in here and – Hopefully the weather's going to cooperate for them since some of them are coming from out of state, like you said. Yeah. Um, that's You know, I'm really interested to see how uh, how these classics get playing today. With I mean, it, there were parts of this state that were completely underwater yesterday. Uh, I know Zahn said that they were, uh, so long as the fields were able to dry out. So hopefully we'll be able to get some, uh, some turface dry out yes. there. Yes. Field drying agent, whatever it is. Whatever you use. Yeah. Actually the, um, the Southern warrior classic started yesterday. There were, Five games. Well, no, it didn't start. I'm sure there were five games <laughs> scheduled. Yeah, there were five games scheduled at Riverdale. Um, there are games scheduled today out at um, Sportscom in Murfreesboro, which is where the state yeah. tournament is held. And also, there are games scheduled both at Riverdale and Oakland today. Um, Bob Jones, Alabama, is scheduled to play a couple of games at Riverdale. At Bob Jones, who has two Auburn signees on their roster, by the way. They're pretty darn good. There's, <laughs> there's a team coming in here from uh, – a couple of teams from Indiana, um, F.J. Reitz and Gibson Southern. Um, Lauderdale County is playing over at Oakland. Plainview, Alabama is playing out at um, – Plainview? You know, who's, you know who that is, don't you? I don't know who that is. Oh, Plainview High School. Uh, former home of Coach Dale Pruitt, father of Jeremy Pruitt. Mm. Yeah, there are some folks that may not <laughs> let them in the state. Then, <laughs> if they know that, so oh, good luck man. to Plainview. They'll need it. Um, hey, current, current, uh, what was it? What the South Pittsburgh rivalry? Oh, South Pitt and Marion County. Marion County head coach Dale Pruitt. Yeah, he's the head coach at at Marion County now. Yes, right now. Huh, okay. Today. <laughs> Today. Hey, yeah, tomorrow it might be different. Who knows? Um, Castle, Indiana is playing out at Sportscom today. Um, Rogers is up here. Rogers? Uh, yeah. Home of Curtis's Catfish, by the way. That's where I went when Richland and played Rogers in that season opener down there. Went to Curtis's Catfish, which you can find at Friday Night Bites TN on Instagram. Got an update to that yesterday. It did, it did get an update there yesterday. Yeah. Let's see. Waterloo, Mars Hill Bible, also scheduled to play up here today. Um, scanning over tomorrow's schedule. Um, some of the same suspects from out of state. 
We'll get you a schedule in just a moment of local teams and yeah. what they're playing. Yeah. But it is, you know, these softball tournaments, it, it's odd to me that they're coming to Murfreesboro because most everybody up here goes to Gulf Shores. And Gulf Shores is like the place to go, obviously. I mean, one, it's the beach. Why would you not want to go play at the beach during spring break? That just seems like a I think logical this, thing to do. I think this event has just kind of built up a following and – it's a people solid. know that it's some place that they can come and get some games against, you know, some unfamiliar mm-hmm. competition. They're not playing the same folks over and over again. So, so that it's certainly solid. I mean, it, it it's a great uh, classic. You you've got some really good teams in this thing. Yeah, North North Jackson and East Limestone are playing a couple of games next week up here. So hmm. maybe they're on spring break next, next week. week. I'm not yeah. sure, but it's um. It's interesting, and like I said, I don't think it's a tournament from the standpoint that obviously there's not going to be a champion crowned. They're just kind of getting together and playing games, and Riverdale is facilitating it. Hey, we got we got fields if you want to come play. So There you go. All right, big show. We got NASCAR in the second hour. We'll drag T. Willie in from next door after he finished up with Inside Middle Tennessee this morning, which you can hear. each Friday from 8 to 9 here on WKOM. It's an interesting little information that you just had no idea you needed to know. And yet, they have it. It's pretty cool. Uh, So, Jim Ross and the gang in there. Uh, Also, we'll talk a little about uh, the NCAA basketball tournament. Got some games on Saturday and Sunday that we certainly want to talk about. This whole schedule just has me so baffled uh, i don't know when they're playing and when they're not and i can't keep up well so. well, we'll, we'll we will certainly make sure that we can figure it out uh we'll talk about the atlanta braves because there are some questions we would like to ask and probably not get answered because we don't have brian snicker on but that's okay um also though last night i don't know if you guys saw the predators but uh whoever was wearing yellow jerseys i don't know who that was it's certainly not the same team that has been playing all season long in nashville uh, but uh, big night for them, so we'll talk about them as well. Uh, you have to wonder how much of that big night is attributable to them and how much it was to the other team. Well, they beat both goalies, scored four on one and three on the other, so I think it was just a really good night for the Predators. <laughs> okay. Um. Who knows? Also, later this hour, we will talk – uh, a little bit about the impact on the Columbia Central coaching search because there's been some news developments that will certainly have an impact. One would think. So we'll we'll update you on that on the other side of this break. But right now, before we get there, let's give you your Friday rundown. This is the rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support local youth sports in southern Middle Tennessee. In Thursday softball action, Summertown picked up a 10 nothing District 12A win over Frank Hughes. 
surprisingly and that enough. Was, and, and that was it. And for that Thursday. was the Thursday rundown. <laughs> yeah. No, um, Friday baseball action scheduled Brent in the Jim Painter Classic. Brentwood is set to play at 4 o'clock against Oakland at Summit. Also at 4 o'clock, Clarksville will play at Spring Hill. Siegel will play Rossview at Independence. Those are all Jim Painter Classic matchups. At 5 o'clock, Mount Pleasant plays at Zion Christian. Also, Perry County is at Santa Fe. And in a Jim Painter Classic matchup, Rockvale will play at Columbia Central. At 5.30, first pitch, we have Fayetteville at Hampshire. Richland hosts Summertown at 6 o'clock. Cullioka travels to Collinwood. At 6.30, it's Lawrence County at Page and Columbia Academy hosting Nashville Christian as well as in Jim Painter Classic action. Summit hosts Nolensville at 6.30. It'll be Riverdale at versus Clarksville at Spring Hill. And Rossview is at Independence. Um, in softball action, is that where we're at? I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. Okay, in softball action, Florence plays at Coffee County. That's Florence, Alabama. That's a 2 o'clock start. Also, um, Columbia Academy travels to Grace Christian for a 4 p.m. district game. Columbia Central will play at Summit at 5, and Fayetteville travels to Mount Pleasant for a 5 o'clock doubleheader. Uh, Spring Hill travels to Brentwood at 5.30. Lawrence County is at Shelbyville at 6. Summertown takes on Stewart's Creek at 6 and Blackman at 8, and those are in Southern Warrior Classic. Tilts that Coffee County game in Florence is also a Southern Warrior Classic, so I guess that is a uh, is in Murfreesboro. That's not at Coffee County, and I apologize. Yeah, yeah, do better. <laughs> and boys soccer action tonight. Uh, Burntwood Academy travels to Spring Hill for a five o'clock start. Um, Zion Christian will be at Richland first touch at six. At six thirty, Antioch will host. Antioch will host Summit, and Paige will play at Summit at 7. That's going to be difficult. That's going to be real difficult. Um, Check your local listings on that one. We'll Um, get clarification. Yeah. Uh, Tomorrow, baseball action, 11 a.m., Summit hosting Rockville in the Jim Painter Classic. Also at 11 at Spring Hill, it's Rossview in Nolensville. Siegel is at Independence. Columbia Central hosts Summertown. Those are all Jim Painter Classic tilts at noon giles county hosts columbia academy independence will take on laverne at home and at columbia central it will be summertown versus oakland at 1 30 at two o'clock saturday santa fe travels to fairview at 2 30 ross view will play rock vale at spring hill also at 2.30, Siegel plays at Summit. Both of those are Jim Painter Classic matchups. At 3 o'clock, Eagleville travels to Mount Pleasant. Um, big day at Mount Pleasant. As we talked about earlier this week, they will be naming the field in honor of longtime coach Eddie Bassham. That ceremony will take place at 2.30 prior to the game. At 4 o'clock tomorrow, Hampshire plays at Zion Christian in a doubleheader. And also at 4 o'clock at Columbia Central, Oakland plays Lewis County. In softball action in Southern Warrior Classic, it's Summertown and Rogers at 12 noon. Summertown and Rockville at 4. At 10 a.m., a doubleheader at Santa Fe. Zion Christian will take on the Lady Cats. And in basketball action, the uh, B-Cat All-Star Game is at Blackman. What time does that start? Uh, I believe the girls' games will begin at 11.15, which um, is our... Primary interest with um, Richland's Jesse Jennings and Summit's Delaney No playing in that game. Yes. 
We have an article on the website, SM-TNSports, to get you full information on those start times. In boys' soccer on Saturday, Columbia Central travels to Oakland, 7 o'clock start. Junior College Hoops, Columbia State goes to Volunteer State. Women at 2 o'clock, men to follow. Juco Baseball, Columbia State travels to Southwest Tennessee for a 12-noon doubleheader. And in Junior College Softball, the Lady Chargers will also be at Southwest Tennessee. That's a 1 o'clock doubleheader there. And that's your Friday Rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. And when we come back, we will kind of dive into what impact the the news from yesterday. Uh, big news. We'll tell you what the news is and what impact it may have on the Columbia Central girls basketball coach on the other side of the break. Stay tuned on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. I, we just had a three minute break, and yet I'm going to throw something at JP, and he'll be able to make it work because that's what he does. Um, but I should have warned him in the break, <laughs> or at least let him get prepared. Uh, you used a, a sound clip last night, I assume, on Trust Our Sports. Do you have that available? Yes. If not, I can text it to you. And No, I have it. If you have it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, real quick, um, yesterday an email was sent by Columbia Central Principal Roger White to Columbia Central staff that – uh, informing them that he had been suspended pending an investigation for breaking board policies regarding the cheer account, according to the email. Uh, he said, quote, I love each of you, and I know you will help step where needed, end quote. Um, you have that available? I'm ready. Uh, let's, uh, let, let's hear from Columbia, um, Murray County Public Information Director Jack Cobb, uh, they he had a statement on this as well. 
Columbia Central High School principal Mr. Roger White has been suspended pending an investigation around the Tennessee Comptroller's Columbia Central High School cheer program report. Dr. Rose McLean will be the interim principal. That is their their statement, and that's fine. I, I didn't expect a whole lot. Uh, we've talked on this show about the investigation to which they refer. Uh it has already resulted in uh, one criminal indictment, and I'm not sure what what impact that this will have on athletics at Columbia Central, but they are currently in the midst of a girls' basketball coach search. Uh, obviously, they have... Two athletics directors. <laughs> I don't know which one focuses on girls' basketball. Uh, I'm not sure if that's Creech or not. Ray Wilson is the is assigned boys and girls basketball gotcha. as part of his athletics director's duties. Um, I had a list of <clears throat> excuse me. I had a list at one time of who was in charge of what, but that changed when the ads changed. But Kevin Creech and Ray Wilson share athletics director's duties, and I believe Ray is in charge of boys and girls basketball from that position. Um, I guess my concern is how do you hire a coach without a principal? Now, as stated in that statement, um, Rose McGowan. Rose, no, no not McGowan. I'm, uh, Rose McClure? I'm sorry. Yeah. Rose McGowan. I think that's the like, the the lady's name from like uh the, the notebook or something yeah anyway um uh, rose mclean is the assistant principal who has been named interim principal in the absence of roger white um, how much responsibility she will be able to take on and comfortable taking on I guess would be up for speculation but um that the the application process for the girls basketball coaching position that was vacated with the dismissal of Joshua Bug was supposed to close April 1st and um interview processes and that type thing to follow um I would think that that will be push back I'm not sure how much you can push it back but I mean there's a lot here just to me from the standpoint you know how how long can you wait to see what the what develops with the suspension of Roger White I mean just realistically does he come back if so when you know um, can you wait to hire a coach until he comes back or I just think there's a lot there, and there's a lot that's undetermined, obviously. Yeah, I think think what we would need to also mention is that based on the football coaching search at Mount Pleasant, that Murray County Athletics Director Chris Pointer will be heavily involved in this particular – 
search as well. So I, I'm I'm curious if that matters or because I really feel like you need to have a principal one. If I'm a coach, mm-hmm. I need to know who my principal is going to be. Absolutely, just like just like if you're a college athletics coach you need to know who your athletics director is i mean the person that you're going to be directly answering to and so if there's some uncertainty with that position certainly it's going to impact your decision making process and as for the mount pleasant situation i i i'm sure murray county public schools athletics director chris pointer was involved in that process i'm not sure how involved he was i'm not sure if he made the ultimate decision i would assume and we know what happens when you do that but i would assume that ryan jackson the mount pleasant principal made the ultimate decision as to who they were going to hire and so again we absent that position at columbia central how does this go yeah, well, we do know that Chris Pointer had he his job duties. Part of his job duties is to also sign off on coaching hires, and so we know he was part of the decision making process. Sure, at some level. that's what I'm saying. We know he was part of so, the decision making process. He signed off on somebody else's decision. Right? Who's going to make that Who decision, decision at Columbia Central? That's I, I think you got to have a principal, which is unfortunate for everybody, including those girls, because they. I mean, you've got summer workouts. You've got. Uh, you've got open gym right now. I mean, ideally, I would think, I would think that they're getting in there and getting shots up. I would imagine that, you is, know, is Card- Josh- I would imagine Cardin Cobb Virgo and and Megan Kilburn are still heavily involved, but still, you know, at some point you've got to have a, a head coach. The, well, and I guess having Carden available is a positive, but you still want to have a head coach. That being said, we know how Coach Bug operated, and I'm not, it wouldn't surprise me if he was, also staying around in the gym if necessary. Um, I'm not sure about that. I, I know the level of care that he had for that team and, and for people who weren't even – kids who weren't even – On the team. On the team, who were just around the county who needed a place to play basketball. I, I really feel like, you know, if if some girl on his on that team asked him if he could, you know, stick around – Okay. He would. Okay, but, but yeah, how much access does he have to the gym at this point? I don't know. I mean, we got a lot. There's a lot of questions. Yeah, uh, and I, and some of them are just you know conversational questions, but some of them are actually pretty important. Like, who's going to make this decision? I, speculation is all we can mm-hmm. offer, but. To me, it feels like a, deci- a, a, a a decision needs to be made sooner rather than later on that both position. accounts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't even – I don't know where to go from there. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's I think it's something that you know, kind of the trickle down effect of this overarching situation. That's some, the girls' basketball coaching vacancy is certainly something that needs to be recognized as being there and being impacted by this. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure if anyone really thought about that necessarily, and I'm not sure how much impact it would have had on that decision either way. I I can't. I mean. Based on this report and the seven deficiencies found by the comptroller and each of the deficiencies mentioned Columbia Central officials and administration, basically, um, this was probably, we, we saw this coming. <laughs> and it's unfortunate. For lack of a better phrase. Yeah. We, yeah I mean, I mean what, if you read the report, then you're not shocked. So I don't think there's any way around it. You couldn't just say, well, we got to have a girls basketball coach so we can't get rid of the principal. Because <laughs> a girls basketball coach, uh, well, it's, it really kind of pales in comparison to what we read in that report. So, so. anyway, yep. that's uh, that's kind of where we're at. We're, you know, we're just curious how is this going to affect the search for a girls basketball coach. That's how it. Uh, that at least that's how it relates to this particular show. <laughs> and 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 let's be real for just a second. With the news we got about thirty six hours ago, could also impact the boys' basketball coaching position. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Come on. Why, why, is he, why is he looking at me? Huh? Because I know you got something to say. <laughs> um, I mean. I, yeah, I'll I'll kind of echo what I said yesterday. It's um, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah, it it could impact. And I mean, li- listen, there, there's you can't. It's it's okay to to be wanted as a coach in other places, um, and it's okay to be thought of as the obvious choice. Um, doesn't mean it's always going to happen. But there's nothing wrong with that being out there, and there's nothing wrong with people thinking, well, this seems like the obvious choice. doesn't make it real. But coaching searches, I mean, and, and what we do here as talk radio filling time, we discuss topics of things that we think people are talking about or thinking about. And the news of one coach leaving at a certain place, yes, affects people at other places. There's no question. Yes, I agree with you. Those it could dot, absolutely. Those dots are just too easy to connect. For yeah, too many. yeah. They, they it are. is. It is a captain obvious, and that's okay, and that's certainly reasonable to put it out there. And yes, it. it, it this now whether it happens or not, I don't know, um, and nobody really knows. But you know, because there's a lot of process that has to go through when you're dealing with the education system, because you know it's public education, um, because. There are rules and regulations that you have to go through, but and teaching uh, pl- positions. Yeah, th- so there's a lot, a lot of things. things. However, um, yes, when one position is open at a certain school, you start to think, well, who might be the best fit for the next person, and then you start thinking of those names, and that affects where they currently are. Absolutely, yep. and and other factors go into that as well, where 
that current person may be too. So y'all, y'all, I was about timing to say, is everything. I, I was about to say, you want to be real? Let's get real and say, if I am the head boys basketball coach at Columbia Central and my alma mater is open and I, we're dealing with all of this. And, and I still right, live there. I still live there. And <laughs> the, for lack of a better term, the debacle at Columbia Central right now. Maybe I'm looking to leave. I'm There you go. That's that, that's all I'm saying. I, look, I, and 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 I want people to understand that this is just our personal thoughts yes. on the matter. Um, and none of this is based on. I've not spoken with Nick Campbell. Insight. Um, no, it's based on insight. It's not based well, on any insider information. Correct. Because, like you said, yes, we've not talked word. to Nick Campbell, and I don't want to put words in Nick Campbell's mouth, but I can tell you this: I know what I, I would do if I were Nick Campbell. If 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 I am. The boys basketball coach at Columbia Central, and I'm looking at a Tuesday night game at Ravenwood, getting back to Columbia, then driving to Lawrenceburg, then having to be back at Columbia Central for class on Wednesday morning. No, thank you. (laughs) I'm thinking long and hard about how I can rectify that situation. (laughs) Having... Maybe maybe sleep doesn't mean as much to Nick Campbell as it does to me, but it's, you know that's it, a very valid point. There are a lot of logistics that go into the favor of what we're talking about about that potential move. Um, but you know, having you know, I'm from Lawrenceburg, born and raised, went to school there, uh, went to college in Tennessee, and then I moved off for about a decade. So I've lived elsewhere, and I've moved back home. I live back in Lawrenceburg where I grew up. My family's there, and I, I, I love it. But So the experience of going back home, in air quotes, if you will, uh, I can relate a little bit uh, to that. Timing means almost everything in that. You can always go home, but it doesn't mean that it's going to work out. To make it work, timing has to be, you know, the, favorable. the right favorable and and that's from both ends from where you currently are uh events and things that are happening in the climate where you may be at that point and also things and events happening back home uh they both kind of have to align to some degree for things to happen what we're saying is it appears that those things are aligning for that particular move for Nick Campbell to potentially become the new basketball coach at Lawrence County. Again, just our personal insight speculation. And I don't think, you know, everybody else that has any kind of knowledge about either situation can put two and two together and make this assumption that that would be that he's the leader in the clubhouse, certainly for the new job, uh, the opening, rather, at Lawrence County as a basketball coach. There you go. But, 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 if he did leave, who's going to make the hire? That's the question. That's the question we're asking back, here. We're going to keep asking it. One. We're going to keep asking mm-hmm. it, and that's until just, we know, until we know the answer, and we we're not going to know that anytime soon. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break and uh, leave you on that note. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk about uh, some of the the high school games and contests and uh, all star action and whatnot on the other side of the break on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. One stop shopping. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more. 
giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Nine minutes to the top of the second hour. And we have a, like I said, a couple of things we want to talk about in this segment, just kind of previewing what's going to take place today and tomorrow, uh, specifically a little bit more about that uh, coaches association um, all star game. Or real quick, let's clarify: um, we had an issue on the Friday soccer schedule. That's Independence at Antioch at six thirty, Page at Summit at seven o'clock. So. If you are a fan of either of those teams or certainly of the Summit team that was looking at playing two games in two different places, <laughs> we wanted to clarify that for you. So. Yes, yes. Um, and we apologize for the mistake because I know exactly where it was made. <laughs> so we had to apologize. Okay, I apologize for the mistake because I know exactly where it was made. Does that make you feel better? Uh, no. <laughs> I love you, man. Jeez. Look, I'm I'm just glad we got this six foot table between us now. <laughs> Let us not make mistakes. No, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, I love you, man, but mm. you still can't have my Bud Light. Mm. It's okay, I'll get my own. <laughs> oh, all right. After so, days like this, I'll need them. Oh, uh, uh, with friends like me, who mm, needs enemies? Who needs nobody? <laughs> nobody. Nobody. Anyway, um, the um, the Basketball Coaches Association of Tennessee will hold its all-star extravaganza at Blackman tomorrow. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, That's why he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> as, as mentioned on the website at sm-tnsports.com where we've got an article, we've got all eight team rosters in their entirety on there. The... West and Middle North teams, the Middle South and East teams on the girls' side, the East and Memphis. Memphis has its own team for boys, which is, you know, pr- probably makes sense. Yeah, actually. I mean, what you, <laughs> Memphis versus everybody. That's exactly what it is, 100%. Yeah. East versus Memphis and Middle versus West. So, um, the girls' semifinal games will be at 11-15. Um, Blackman has two gyms. Um, the boys' semifinals will be at 12.30. The girls' finals and consolations will be at 2, and the boys' finals and consolations will be at 3.30. Um, Richland's Jesse Jennings and Summit's Delaney No will both play on the Middle South team, which will be coached by Summit's John Wild. Um, 
Also of interest, Coffee County's Bella Vinson will play on the Middle North team. Um, geography not a strong suit for the BK. <laughs> I was about but, um, to say what? Um, Bella Vinson will play on the Middle North team, which um, Joe Pat Cope will be one of the coaches on that team from um, that is the a, Lady Raiders. That is an all-name team right there. Joe Pat Cope. Joe Pat Cope. Any relation to Derek? I don't know. I, I And I don't know if it's Joseph Patrick or if it's just Joe Pat. Pat. It's like, I mean, it's like Sarah, Sarah's mom's name is Kim. Not Kimberly, Kim. Yeah. And no middle name. <laughs> yeah, so Joe Pat Cope, that's a, that's a great one. Yeah. yeah. That's almost as good as Jim Bob Cooter. Almost. Almost. Fayetteville's Jim Bob Cooter. Um, also, Chris, in reference to Jesse Jennings. Yes. We, we got res- a. Yeah. Got a little information this morning, a little little uh, text message with a screenshot. I'd actually seen it before he sent us the uh, the screenshot, and I was going to mention it as I saw it on his Facebook. <laughs> uh, Chad, Chad Hall, Richland girls basketball coach, uh, sent us a picture. Uh, Jesse Jennings did receive a proclamation from um, Representative Clay Doggett for her 2,000-point career as a Richland Raider, so... 2,345 to be exact. Well, that, uh, it's pretty cool when you get those little proclamations are cool. I, I have one, I think, when we won like our county basketball tournament from a state representative, and that was just kind of neat. I don't have one. Um, it's okay. Though. It's okay. You, you got your name on a Hall of Fame plaque. So that's enough, right? I w- I'll trade it. I, I would, I would trade my, I will trade my proclamation if you want to just give me your Hall of Fame nod. <laughs> My eighth grade county tournament champion proclamation. <laughs> Congrats to you. <laughs> I wasn't even, I barely <laughs> even had anything to do with that team. Oh, but yeah. So, so that game, the games will start at 11 15 with, um, mm-hmm. is that the, the middle north team? The middle north team will play the west. The middle south team will play the east, incidentally. At the same time, in different gyms. In different gyms, correct. So, yes. this is a Spain Park situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. the auxiliary gyms, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that east team has a couple of Iowa State commitments slash signees on there. Um, Danae Fritz from Maryville and a young lady from um, Lakeway Christian. Are both, um, like I said, either signed or committed. I'm not sure which to Iowa State. I wonder if they are lady cyclones. I'm not sure what they cyclones. are, but I don't, and I don't know. You you must not have seen the comments from Bill Finley yesterday with regard to the inequalities. Oh, I saw. I saw. Oh, okay. Right. I just we don't have time. No, no, we don't. Um, so. I just wanted to. I just wanted to mention that though. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, no, three minutes to the top of the he hour. Was just, no, we don't have time. Yeah, he but. was just ready to to play basketball. He didn't care about the weight room. Yeah. Well, neither did the NCAA. <laughs> neither did the NCAA. And there you go. <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, just real quick, the boys, um, the boys will play at finals and constellations. They'll play at three thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the so. boys semifinals are at twelve thirty. Gotcha. Girls finals and constellations at two. Boys finals and consolation at three thirty. All right, there you go. Full day of hoops if you want it. Full day of hoops. I will. I don't think I'm going to go there. Uh, I'm I'm headed to Alabama tomorrow. My my parents will finally get to meet their grandchild. Uh, they're pretty excited about that. But Understandably so. On my way down 
I may detour over to Santa Fe and check out a, a little softball action early and then dip out, get some pictures and kiss some hands, shake some babies. I mean, <laughs> scratch that, reverse it. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, nah, yeah. So anyway, just uh, it's going to be a full day of action. Check out the rundown. It'll be on the website, sm-tnsports.com. Uh, stories galore this morning on sm-tnsports.com. You will find plenty of uh, stuff that you can see and watch sports all over the weekend. So check it out. When we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, we're going to talk about uh, NCAA basketball. Got to just talk about the tournament and the schedule and whatnot, what teams we think are going to win. So we'll let you know on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. <laughs> 